What's up, planner lovers? It's your girl, Sharice, and I'm back for this week's episode of the Plan on Purpose podcast. Actually, I'm not back this week. I did a thing. So I decided to get my COVID shot and I'm on number two and it definitely, you know, it took it took your girl out. It did. Um, I had to take some time to rest, to rejuvenate and to give my body a chance to kind of get back together. So there won't be a new episode of the Plan on Purpose podcast this week, but I thought what an amazing opportunity for me to bring back one of my favorite guests and You know, it's Pride Month and I'm here for celebrating all of the love because love is love, right? At least, you know, that's what we believe over here at Plan on Purpose. So I would love for you to take an opportunity to listen to Robin. She is amazing. And I'm telling you, when I heard her story, it really just, it warmed my heart. She is a creative. She's a beautiful, beautiful black woman. And of course, she is a part of the LGBTQ community. She's known on Instagram as the Crafty Planner Queen, and she is all of those things and more. So make sure you go to Instagram and shout her out and, you know, give her a little love and tell her that Plan on Purpose. Sharice, tell her we sent you. Let's get into it. What's up, planner lovers? It's your girl, Sharice, and I'm back for this week's episode of the Plan on Purpose podcast. This week, we're chatting with Robin, crafty planner queen herself, and also, you know her as the queen of the collage spreads. I know you've seen those spreads all up and down your timeline and all in her Instagram stories, and let me tell you, it was such a pleasure to talk to her. We're chatting about her experience in the planner community, her experience just as a black woman in this community, and also... How she got to her 5,000 plus followers. She is amazing in giving you all of the info that you need to turn your hobby into your side hustle. I know you're going to enjoy everything she has to say, so let's get into it. I want to start out really just saying thank you because it's early where you are and... um. <laughs> I appreciate you getting up. You're looking cute and hanging out with me this morning. And so I wanted to start out with asking, how did you get into planning? Like, how did all this start for you? So I got into planning. Well, okay, I should start here. I've always been a planner, but I would just have like little notebooks. Like when it was time to go get school supplies when we were younger, middle school, high school, I would always want extra notebooks. I was always enthralled with pens and oh mama went with pens on this like do you need that for school and I'm like no so I was an avid reader like I was reading fluently at a really really young age probably like four so I fell in love with reading and writing and that kind of matriculated over to wanting to put everything in separate little notebooks like mom this is my poetry notebook this this, this you know so then as I got older and I got into undergrad I learned how important it was to plan because my life was like Parents are not there anymore to kind of help guide you. And so I would just plan and like little cheap planners that I could get at like Walmart. But in more recent years, um, grad school, I would say, I got really, really into planning because now I had started my own little crafting business and I needed to keep track of order. I needed to keep track of papers that need to be written and bills and all these things. So um, I got a little bit more into it. But like I said, I was still just using very modest planners. But two years ago, I got my first um, happy planner. And I was, oh, I like this. I like how I can take the pages in and out. I can add stuff. I've always been a paper crafter and creator. So I was like, I can kind of use my love for scrapbooking. Because before I planned, I scrapbooked. That was like my first love. So I said, now I can merge scrapbooking into planning and kind of do it all together. So that's how that kind of happened. And I would use, when I got first got into the community, I would just use lots of planners and tell people the way I look at it is the same way I looked at it in school where I had different notebooks for different subjects. I have different planners for different things in my life. And that's kind of how it all started. I never thought that I would get this, um, turn it into such a hobby and so invested in it, but here we are. <laughs> it is quite the hobby. It, it started kind of the same for me, but I'm telling you, it's one of my favorite things to do. So you got into planning and now you're running your business. 
So you have your business and it's called Designs by Rob. So my Designs by Rob, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so tell me a little bit about what prompted you to start this business. So um, Designs by Rob was just my baby. Like I never even saw Designs by Rob to still be going on. (laughs) I started it around uh, 2015, 2016, just from doing my own parties. I would always like, Say, oh, instead of going and getting stuff from Party City, I can make my own banner. You know, I can do this. I can make my own flowers. And so just being crafty. And then it's just that one friend that's like, oh, Robin, I really like what you did. Can you do my party? And so that's how it kind of started. And then once I got into doing, I started off just doing parties, like doing baby showers, doing parties. But that market is highly, highly saturated here. Um, So... Once I got into the room a bit, I learned what's my niche. My niche is I'm really good at creating props. That's like my favorite thing to do. Uh, Taking a box and making someone some oversized dice or making the foldables props, things like that. So I took more of that piece. Like I would still do a whole event, but now Designs by Rob is about making custom decor for people or stationery. Maybe somebody just wants some beautiful invitations, things like that. So, um, yeah, it started for me just crafting up my parties, doing things for my parents and just doing things at the house to actually doing events for people, revamping people's uh, backyards, their um, home offices, um, just different events. And so that's my baby. Even though Crafty Planet Queen, I love um, Designs by Rob is still my baby. I have my Etsy shop that's more linked to Designs by Rob things. So my Etsy shop, even though I have planner things there, I have a lot of other things I do. Like um, bread cap toppers is really, really popular. Um, people like, um, I do a lot of flowers for arrangements for people who don't want to spend a fortune on real flowers. I do the artificial and silk flowers for their wedding. So yeah, that's just um, another crafty uh, thing for me. Yeah, I've seen the flowers that you have um, on your Instagram, and mm-hmm. I've seen them, and of course, can see that they are bomb. I tell you, the first time I tried to make some of those paper flowers, girl, listen, I, <laughs> all all the wrinkles, all the everywhere. So I am always impressed when I Look, see it. Look, it can be tedious, but it's, um, when, when you see the finished product, you're like, okay, it was worth it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So. You're running your business, you're planning. I saw some of your cute um, die cuts that you have with the Black Lives Matter on there. They're amazingly cute. Um, love how you incorporated like a little coffee mug because when I tell you I drink coffee like I drink water and there's nothing wrong with showcasing both of those. Oh my God, me too. Coffee is life. And I know a lot of people um, in the plant community, you know, you want to do things that appeal to people. So we all drinking coffee. People are really getting into the movement right now. The whole wild and cheetah print is popular. So I just kind of want to merge all those things and come out with some new things um, because sometimes you just want like a fashionable statement in your planner and why not make it fashionable and make it really important. So I just always try to keep my creative mind flowing into what's, what's trending and what's hot right now. Right. That's, that's good. I think that making sure that we can represent ourselves in whatever way makes you feel comfortable is important. Right. So with starting your business and kind of getting into everything, was there any hiccups along the way? Or what would you say would be some things that um, you had to kind of grow from when you first started? So starting a business, um, I don't know. Like, I love entrepreneurship, even though I do have a nine to five job where we'll talk about it. But I am a therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love that because I just love Oh, and I love everything that that part of me stands for. But when I'm creative and creating on my own terms, that is something that makes me really happy. And I'm really passionate about it. But things I had to learn, you know, you have to make yourself a website. You have to market. You know, sometimes you have to pay for market. We, as African-American entrepreneurs, um, it's a little bit more challenging to get on these platforms. Like, for instance, on Instagram, I just reached a milestone of 5,000 uh, followers. Yeah, we were going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that took a year and a half. But for someone else, maybe there's, you know, but with my with my business, um, you know, I had to make my website, get your name out there. Sometimes friends want you to do things for, for them that are free. And you're like, well, now I'm doing it for a profit. Because it starts out, you're just making things for people, but then you turn it into a business. So now it's about, um, I need to profit from it. 
um, I was undercharging for a long time because I didn't understand the value of my time and labor plus materials. So all those things I got better with over time. So those are probably some of the biggest hiccups. Learning um, what to charge for what, um, learning um, how to set the boundaries with friends to say, it's a business now, you know, I need you to support me financially and pay for your things, things like that. What would you say to someone who was looking to start a business similar to yours or just in this creative industry who maybe just didn't know or wasn't sure or just didn't have the confidence? Like, what would you say to them? I would say um, anything you're passionate about, always go for it, but have a plan. You know, being in the planning community has taught me more than anything that having a plan, it changes your life. You know, from when I was just go on the whim and pull things together and do an event and it was still be good. But once I started planning out exactly how much I need, what's the budget, what's this, what's this scheme, it became excellence. So start off, just start, make things for people at first, make things for yourself, put it out there and people are going to come. Be really consistent. The biggest thing I do for Crafty Planner Queen, for Designs by Rob, for any of my platforms, is I try to be very consistent. People need to see you often. So put your stuff out there as much as you possibly can. You will invest some of your own dollars in the beginning, but you will start to make a profit. Like there's been, oh my God, there's been laps of time where maybe nobody orders from Designs by Rob for a month, two months, and then all of a sudden it's graduation time or it's wedding season and I have more orders than I know what to do. So just be consistent, um, be patient, be original. Like I said, everyone was doing the event style. Like I had to look and see what can designs Bob do to stand out? What's different? Oh, I'm really, really good at paper crafting. So that that trickles over to the photo booth props. That's become my one of my statements. People order that more than anything else. So I know this is my niche. This is what people like. So I kind of stay in that rhythm. And my biggest, biggest thing I always tell creatives is to trust your own creativity. It's very rare that I'm, oh, so one thing I put on my website, one thing I put when someone, um, emails me for an order is I don't create replicas. I'm never going to replicate someone's work because that's their art. You know, that's right. their original piece. You can say, hey, Robin, I would like a rubber duck theme, right? I said, okay, great. You can send inspiration pics, but I won't replicate anything. So, okay, you send pics, I get my own creative juices going about what I want to do, but I don't want to mock anyone. Same thing in the planet community. I don't want to mock anyone else because that's their style, you know? So, Bring your originality, be patient, and um, know your worth. I love that. I love all of that advice. Um, I think people, I think people could really benefit from just being able to understand that you're not gonna get everything right the first time, but you have to bet on yourself and you have to really trust yourself and you have to trust your own creative instincts. So I think that's great advice. Yeah. Shifting over to talking a little bit about Crafty Planner Queen, congratulations on getting 5,000 followers. Shout out to you. Tell me a little bit about why you decided to start this planner Instagram. Okay. So like I said, I'm always compartmentalizing things. So I have my private page, right? And I love crafting and planning, but I post something like something I made on my personal page and no one's liking it because they're not into that. On my right. personal page, they right. want to see Robin. So they want to see if I post something of like me and my fiance, oh my God, 200 likes. <laughs> but if I post like, oh, I handcrafted this card, 10 likes. So you have to know your markets. So I said, okay. I need a separate page to do my crafting and planning where people, like-minded people can get into it. People always chuckle when I tell them, my friends in real life do not know anything about crafting or planning. Not <laughs> so, at all. in essence, I need I needed some friends and some women who understood it, first of all. And so I just created that page. And I didn't want to do it in Dines by Rockets where people are oh, on my order, this, that. So I just need a different page for it. So I said, I'll just do a planner Instagram and I never imagined it to be in there. I didn't set it with any intention. I just said it because I want to have fun and I wanted to meet more um, crafters. I really want to meet more women of color crafters and planners because um, this is a highly, um, it's a very uh, white industry. <laughs> it's like, it's no other way to say it. It's more Caucasian women that craft and plan, but there are black women that do it and do it really well. And I wanted to meet um, people like myself, you know, so 
I created the account January 2019. And um, yeah, I, and this is why I tell people when they're building their following, I celebrated every milestone. I celebrated 100 followers. I was like, yay, my first 100, 500, 800. And you're just seeing it climb. And I've started my own little groups and um, I really met friends. You know, you're like, okay, I'm going to meet people that have the same hobby. But some of these women I have met and connected with, and I will call them friends. So it's been really nice. Same. That's actually been happening to me just with the podcast. I, I, I've interviewed so many people and then afterwards, they're like, you're really cool. I'm like, I know, girl, you too. And then there you go. Boom. Friends. So I started my planner Instagram for the same reason, because everyone thought I was crazy when I was talking about my planner. So I said, there's got to be some people out there that love this as much as I do. And what I found them, you really started your Instagram to meet people. And as it grew, you <laughs> developed a strategy because you wanted it to continue to grow and you wanted to, it to do really well. Can you give just a few tips about what your strategy might be for anyone listening that's looking to grow theirs as well? So my strategy, number one, is like I said, to be consistent. So I aim for, you know, sometimes we get really busy and that may be like a one post day. But what are the evidence-based practice saying about how to grow an Instagram. So one thing is two to three posts a day is really um, one of the things that I practice. I have a social media planner where I track my stats. So I track how many likes a post got, how much, how many people did it reach? Um, how did my hashtags um, help with that? So that's when you, I, I don't know if you have to make your page like a business account to do that, but I think I, I have so I can see my insights. And my insights tell me how a post did. They tell me how many people were attracted to it, how many people saved it, um, you know, all that stuff. And it don't matter because if something gets... Um, so now that I have 5,000 followers, a really good post is probably between like 200 or more, but 200 is still good. But if something only got like 70 likes or 100 likes, I know the ratio is a little off with my following count. But if you don't have 500 followers and something gets 100 likes, that's an amazing post. So you kind of got to just watch your numbers. So I would say track your stats. When you do something and people love it, where it gets a lot of engagement, like comments and all those things, you know that your audience really likes that. And I bring those things back. So I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about like what are some of my signature things and why I continue to do that. And I do it because the audience I have, my planet tribe, as I call them, they like to see that. And so I keep giving them that type of, that type of thing. Um, and I keep reinventing myself. I'm always um, planning out kind of what will my themes be. Um, I want my feed to look nice. So we'll talk a little bit about editing so that your page can be bright and attractive and something that's going to make people stop on their scroll and like it. So it's all about, it becomes a brand. It becomes a way that you market yourself and now look for a certain thing from Crafty Planet Queen. So that's part of me establishing my brand, which it started and it still is very much a hobby and very fun. But of course, one day I would want to be on a platform where I could monetize for my creativity in the crafting and planning world as I have with like Designs by Rob. I think that's, again, great advice. There are, are some people who are actually looking to try to do what they can to, you know, make this a side hustle. Why not? We love it. We enjoy sitting down and, and doing our spreads every week or creating different things. And so there's nothing wrong with looking for some ways to make a little money if you can. So I think what you're doing is spot on. And my background is marketing. So I'm just listening to everything you're saying, clapping all of the air claps, because I try to tell people this kind of stuff all the time. You already know it's, it's important. You, you have to market yourself. So... As we're kind of talking about life, right, you have a, a day job, a nine to five. Tell me a little bit about that and how, you know, what you do with mental health correlates to how you run your businesses and your, your Instagram. Okay. So uh, my nine to five, I am a mental health therapist. I do work with the adult population. So we get people as young as 18 and my oldest patient is maybe like in their eighties. Um, so it's a very, what can I say? Doing therapy, being a social worker overall, it's a very uh, fulfilling job. It is very spiritually rewarding, but it's 
very, very taxing at the same time. So I think creating has become such an outlet for me because I could be so free and colorful and lighthearted because the work I do can be very heavy. People are coming to you for therapy because most times they're in a dark place. So I love to, um, and in therapy, you cannot project any of your personal um, things on other people. So I wish I could say, you know, do you have a plan? Well, some, some therapists do kind of introduce it, but I kind of, I do talk to them about things like brain dumps. Um, do they have a hobby? I have noticed that there is a high correlation. I told you I'm a stat girl. So I see it's a high correlation of people who don't have any hobby or passion projects who are severely depressed. They have nothing to look forward to. They have nothing, um, nothing fun in their life, you know? So I do see that. So my, kind of tagline that it's on my on my YouTube and in my bio on Instagram is craft, plan, and heal. Because yeah. I really think crafting and planning, yeah. making things with your hands, having a plan for your life, it is very healing. So I'm always trying to find ways, and that's kind of a big thing for me and my platform, finding ways to merge mental health and what the, the hobby that we love. A lot of people use their planners to track did they feel anxious this day? Did they take medication? Things like that. So I want that to be talked about more. I don't want mental health to be taboo. I don't want people to feel shame about depression or about trauma. So I'm always in my stories and on my page just talking about wellness, uh, meditating, mindfulness. So just trying to you know integrate the two. But I do work with an adult population. All my experience up until this point, I've been working at this place for a year and a half was with children and adolescents. So I kind of have that whole range of the spectrum. I've worked with young kids. I've worked with teenagers. I work with adults. If I could say preference, teenagers is my favorite. I love working with teens and adolescents. They're just, they're just special. Um, so I do miss that. But I know the work that I'm doing here is very important for this part of my journey. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's great work. It's hard work. And I always look forward to getting off and going from therapy notes to jumping back into my planners. <laughs> I could, I could definitely see that. I have a close friend who's a social worker and I tell her all the time about my planner. She sits and listens to me talk about it. And so I'm designing one for her to kind of help with her job and to do all of the hobbies and things that she has. Because I noticed that like when we talk about the things that she wants to do, she lights up and she's like, yeah, I can't wait to do this and that. And then I'll talk to her a week later and I'm like, what happened to that? Oh, I forgot. Or I didn't write it down. So I'm like, all right, we're going to get you together. We're going we gonna to get you together, girl. So speaking a little bit more about what's going on in the planner community, you are also, um, as it sounds, an advocate for Black Lives Matter, for speaking out about what's going on in our community as African-American women. How has your journey been in the planner community as an African-American woman? So as an African-American woman, I will say I have been, um, I think I've been received very well um, because first people just see that you're creative and they like what you are putting out there. But then, you know, you do put a voice to it. Um, so I very, I try to make my approach as gentle as possible, you know, um, because I don't want to come across offensive. But sometimes, like I told you, the incidents that have been happening lately, I've had to be a little bit more firm. But um, I let my I let my stance always be known. For uh, example, can we speak about um, brands on here? You don't you don't care. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, it's your story. This is your story. So you tell it how you need to tell it. So um, everyone knows the majority of my page. I use the Happy Planner, right? And this year, this was uh, my second year that I applied for the Happy Planner Squad and did not make it, right? So, you know, everyone can't make it. And that's, I talked about that in my one minute video. We had to submit a video for the submission process. And I said, you know, everyone won't make it. I won't stop planning because of it. I'll always shed positive light. But something different clicked this year because, okay, year one, maybe I'm still early on. I'm still growing. Year two, do I think that I deserved um, to be on the squad? Absolutely. Um, do I? Did I feel slighted? Absolutely. And I did not keep a secret about that. I spoke about that. I spoke about how um, not just I feel personally slighted, but I feel that African-American women are not represented by the brand of the Happy Planner enough. They just aren't. We're only getting three African-American women squad out of 23 people. 
that doesn't align and it didn't sit right with me. So when all the Black Lives Matter um, talk came out and Stephanie Fleming, um, the happy planner, um, ex-co-founder, whatever, came out and um, spoke her piece about maybe how she didn't appropriately, um, how her, the statement, well, they, they wrote a fluky statement that um, I didn't get to see it firsthand. People had screenshot it and sent it. It was fluky. It was teetering on the all lives matter type of narrative, right? Which, you know, it doesn't work for us as black people. Um, as black creatives, like we, we're not gonna, that doesn't sit right. So a lot of people were uh, responding to, you don't know, you, you don't realize sometimes how you are becoming like a person of interest in this community. Cause I'm like, this is just my comment, but that comment got so many likes, so many people were DMing me. I was like, oh shit. So I wrote to Stephanie Flem and I said, you know how, we appreciate you coming out and speaking about this. I appreciate the efforts. However, we patronize and we buy these products and it is a great product, but we don't see ourselves enough and we're not represented enough in the company. We want to see more Black faces. I, I plainly said it. We want to see more plain faces in leadership and on the squad. We, there is time for you guys to get with the program or you are going to lose people who do love your product so with that being said then we had the whole other debacle where half of the leadership and mentors and founders left um but my stance remains the same I told the ladies on my page I said you will always see the happy planner here because I have bought a lot of happy planners and a lot of stickers and all that but will I purchase further um products from this company in the future I will not and that's just a personal choice for me. Um, I'm going to use the things I have, but I'm, I want to give people like me um, a chance. So I, when people were writing all those lists of Black creatives and Black Etsy shops and this Black girl has her own planner, I was screenshotting those. And I want to give those people a chance and I want to give them my dollars and I want them to be successful. Um, not to say I don't want the happy planner to be successful, but when things stop, aligning with your morality you can still love a product and not give it the same support so that's where I kind of just was with that Erin Condren is totally and completely canceled and I never even used products and I never would after that debacle with her so all of them all the companies though not just the happy planet not just Erin Condren this was a learning experience for all of these major companies to say you better get your stuff right and if you have a racist or bigotry if you have that in your heart in that company you're going to lose and your business is going to lose. So I hope they learn something from this. I hope they get it right. Um, I have experience, like I told you, even today, people being racial, being um, combative about my own personal views. I do hold those views very strongly. You know, I am a scholar of Black history. I've taught myself everything that wasn't taught in schools about Black history. Around my home, I have pictures of Malcolm X, Nina Simone, Tupac. So, I, that's just who I am. I'm a black woman and I'm, I'm very, very, very adamant about the black experience. And if you are not a person of color, you don't understand. So it's our job to enlighten you. Uh, it's not really our job to enlighten you. You have to enlighten yourself. But I will enlighten you. I will give you, you know, the nudge. And that's just what I did with the happy plan. I gave that nudge. I put my piece out there. I didn't shame them. I didn't tell anyone else, don't, don't buy from them. I just said my personal choices. I'm going to help other companies. Black owned. You have purchased quite a bit. And so being that you are a consumer, you have just as much right as anyone else to speak your piece about your experiences with that company. So kudos to you for just standing up and just saying how you feel because it's not always received very well. And sometimes it's not about that. It's not about how it's going to be received by other people. It's about this is my story and this is what it means to me. And it needs to be talked about if no one ever told any piece of their story because they were worried about what someone else would do a lot of stuff might not be the way it is now and we're still working on it so yeah it's, it's a lot of work to be done and I'm glad to have the conversations like I said I have met amazing planner friends that are not women of color that are allies of the African-American people that have always showed me in their feeds and their everything, you know, what they, some people just started doing it to me. So it doesn't matter when you 
on the wagon as long as you get on the wagon for what's right, you know? So that's my stance. Other women have had a different experience. They say that they feel Happy Planet is very inclusive and all those great things, but that's their experience. I only know, you know, what I know and what, what, I, what I've seen. Um, something I do want to touch on, and I talked about it in IGTV uh, one day, was um, a planner baby who came out and said that the African-American women who did make the squad this year were being ostracized and were being mistreated. And I just want to say that I do not agree with that at all because they are they're putting their foot in the door and they're creating space. It's only three now. Who's to say it won't be five or seven or 10. So they are, what they're doing is great. And them being there, I, I feel like personally that we as African-American creatives should rally behind them. So um, I, I think all of them are great. I talk to them often, you know, on Instagram and everything, and they know how I feel about them and that I totally support every African-American woman on the squad. So I don't agree with that. Some people can get a little bit radical and lose sight of what's really happening. Be radical about how you feel, but we're not going to shame these African-American women for their place in that community because I, I don't think that's right yeah I agree um that we definitely need to try and come together as best we possibly can at this particular time you speaking of happy planner have coined yourself the queen of collage spreads and I tell you I'm not a happy planner user I use some of their things but I'm a ring bound girl myself because I make my own inserts I have been very, very inspired by your collage spread. So tell me a little bit about how you did that and like where that came from, because it's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. So um, this was early on when I started, like I said, I'm a scrapbooker. I am like, oh my God, collages were always life to me, like vision boards, all that stuff. So it's taking all your creative ideas and kind of mash them into like one thing. And I just really like that. So I started to do these collage spreads down the spine because number one, there are some just little simple stickers that don't make a big statement by themselves. I'm like, oh, I will probably never use this in a spread, but in a collage, it makes perfect sense. And the whole functional part of the collage spread is it's beautiful. It's down the spine of your planner and it doesn't have to be disc. It can be, you can do it in any planner, but it's down the spine. So you have all that room to write because the biggest misconception I see um, for people who like stickers and we like to plan with stickers, people think that our planners aren't functional. And I'm like, they're actually very functional. It's all about how you do it. So um, the reason why I coined it is because how I talk about inspiration. If I'm inspired by someone, I'm going to say that. And I'm going to say, oh, I was inspired by such and such. I'm going to do it in a totally different way that they did it. But just, I might have got this one little thought from them and I'm going to pay homage. But what I see in the planner community is people with a bigger following can take your idea, right? And do it. And people will give them credit like they made it up. And that has happened to me with the collage spreads. Not to say the flowers. People have always been dilly-dallying with flowers, maybe down the spine or whatever. So I won't say I created that part. But there was this spread that I did when one of these floral sticker books first came out. And I just used two stickers. They were these giant floral stickers. And I did it down the spine. And people, all these people did it. They didn't say I was inspired, whatever. But as far as a collage of an arraignment of stickers down the spine. Yes, I do think in a planet community that I made that up. <laughs> even though you see it a lot now, I do think these people were inspired by me. And even though I have 5,000 followers and some of them may have 20,000, um, I do believe people with bigger followers take from the smaller creators and they don't pay homage. And that's just one of the things that, that you're going to run into in this type of community. And people always take people's ideas since the beginning of time. But that's why I put it in my, in my bio it doesn't matter where you see it. You know where you saw it first. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, I, I love your confidence. You have to be confident, especially when you're creating. I mean. Honestly. And I, I try to do it in a very jovial way, but I'm, I'm definitely serious. Like people will still from you and they're like, well, I have a bigger problem. So no one's ever going to know or whatever the case may be. But if I get inspired, inspired by people, you know, there are some amazingly talented and creative people. And I'll say that. I'll say, oh, I was inspired by playing with Bumble to um, play more with uh, this, whatever it might have been, or um, Twinkle Plant, just different people. So um, I think we do have to do that and call each other out when we are inspired by each other in this, cre- this community because being creative, it's a gift. 
you know, it is, um, it's definitely a gift and it's an outlet and it's, it's freedom of expression and it's beautiful. Um, so I love what everyone brings to the table. Everyone has something that's like, oh, that's her thing. That's her niche, you know? Yeah. Or his. We've been in the planet community, so his or her. And I, oh, I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm getting some stuff together right now to talk to a couple of them. I'm so excited because... It's good to just hear from different voices, right? And and talk about these different things. So shifting gears a little bit, because I wanted to ask you about this as well. You are getting ready to get married. Yes. Yes, I am. Yes. And you've been also very vocal about being part of the LGBTQ community. Do you see any of um of that part of your life merging? How do you see that? part of your life merging with your crafting and your planning and have you been have you experienced anything similar to kind of your story as being an African-American woman to also um you know being part of that community as well in the planner community because that's not something that I've had an opportunity to talk to someone about yeah that's a good question um I don't know this is what I always say just about um being a lesbian um just in general um, I don't know why people get so shocked. <laughs> people get shocked because at first, um, I didn't just come out like, oh, I'm the queer plant. I just, you know, was just planning. And then, you know, when I talk about my fiance, I talk about her and I say her. And people always get like big eyes or like, I don't know if they're not expecting or if people still expect gay or lesbian to look a certain way. So I'm totally like, glam, love makeup, love being done. And I don't know if people are not expecting that because even in the workplace, I don't disclose it. I mean, if someone asks me, I will. Or if someone says, oh, your husband or, or your, or if they say he or something and they're talking about my fiance, I'm like, oh, my fiance is female. And they're always like, Oh, 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 <laughs> so yeah. Still, the LGBTQ community, there's still a lot of questions and people still have a lot of questions and people still have a perception in their mind of what it means to be um, a part of the community. So um, I've been very vocal about being a lesbian and I've posted me and my fiance and stuff and, um, you know, Pride Month, I was all talking about Pride and they actually receive it. I mean, I don't know what they say behind closed doors, but they seem to receive it very well on my platform. <laughs> I've never had anyone, um, I don't know, I've never had any of that come into play. Now, I won't say, these, like, okay, for instance, applying for the squad, um, and they look, start to look through your page, and they see, number one, you're African-American, number two, you're gay. I don't think that the Happy Planet Squad has ever had an outwardly gay um, female on their squad ever. So that would have been, that would have been edgy, and that would have been nice. <laughs> Nice right. change, so, you know, I would have been bringing that, bringing that element, but yeah, I don't, I don't get too much um, with the gay thing. A lot of people say they're allies, and they seem to just be all about it. Um, but yeah, when you first tell people or you first talk about it, I think people are like, oh my goodness, or they're just expecting you. When you say I'm getting married soon, they're just expecting it to be something else because of the way you look. You know what I mean? So I don't know, but no, I haven't, I haven't like felt like any like homophobia or anything like that in this community. I I will say that. And I mean, I don't know, just historically gay people are very creative people. So (laughs) I feel like all of that plays into my, I've been introduced to a lot, you know, in high school, just to go back just a little bit about me in high school, I was all into like the urban modeling scene. And um, I love that because we were still creating, we were creating different scenes and themes and costumes and all of that stuff. So that was my first hobby like ever that I loved. And I did a little bit in undergrad too. Um, and so, you know, I had to get real serious about my books, but um, that was like a right. huge thing for me. So I've always been of creative it just has these days you know come over more to crafting and planning but yeah yeah I, I wanted to kind of chat with you about that because I find it interesting that the homophobia is left out of industries like this but at the same time the racism is there and sometimes it's not overt and sometimes it's all lives matter in your face so it just is it just depends. I always find it interesting to to hear which industries we're in, especially in the planner community, because we're so also passionate about it. I think at the the very bottom level of all of this, we are all just people who love this hobby. And so to see the disparities within the community 
just from this, it's, it's, yeah. it's I, I use the word interesting a lot. And I think it's because that's one of the only words I have to describe it because I don't see, I, I'm just watching, I'm really paying attention. And so you being someone that's been so outspoken, spoken, outspoken about everything, it's, it's like, well, how is that going? How is that working? How, how does that work that you can come into this community and say something like, the color of my skin should not be a reason why I'm judged and get backlash, but then say anything about your life and your fiance and being a lesbian. And it's like, I support you. I'm an ally. You're like, you do realize I'm both right. I'm, this is a whole, like, I'm a whole person. Like I'm not just one or the other. What you're saying is spot on. And the reason why it's so spot on is because there are, I live in Baltimore. There are communities, little quaint, like tucked away communities in Baltimore where you'll walk through. And I'm like, oh, it's gay friendly because you see all these rainbow flags hanging from people's homes. But you go into a shop around there and they're racist as hell. So it's like you accept um, one part of, of something that's different, but you're not tolerant to all differences, you know? So it's just, it is so crazy. <laughs> the world is just, it's a lot of change that's being made. Do you find that in your life, you have to kind of fight between the two of those things? How do you feel like it's affected you? I know this is kind of a personal question, but how do you feel like it's affected you mentally? Because you have like a very interesting dynamic, right? You're involved in your life. Obviously, you're a black woman. You are a lesbian, but you're also someone who's in mental health care. So you understand how these types of things can affect you. You also seem very level-headed about how all of this works. How, how is that? I will say this, and this is probably where I get my strength from and where I get my confidence from. When you have solid foundation, everything makes sense. So I was raised by both of my parents. Um, my parents are very supportive of everything I do. They are extremely proud of everything I do, including being a lesbian. They um, have never shunned me. They love my wife to be. If that was different, everything would be different. So I think when you are loved and accepted by your foundation and your foundation is strong, that makes everything different. You know, my parents always told me from a child, like you can do anything, you're the best, you're smart, you're creative. So when that's embedded there, I kind of just, it grew with me. So when I got to the point, I came out to my parents and I was about to be a sophomore in college. Um, I hid it for a year. I hid it my whole freshman year. And I hid it not because I ever thought my parents would disown me, because I knew they would not disown me. I just didn't know what they would think. You know, like I said, I'm a super girly girl. My mom is a super girly girl. And I knew that it was going to be shocking, but I knew they weren't going to shun me. But when I came out and told them and they made it lighthearted and they made me laugh about it and you know, so that was my experience. I see other people, which I said, like I told you, I don't disclose to my patients, but if I have a patient that comes in and they have a coming out story that's different and they're in a depression because everyone has turned their back on them, I, I understand it and I get it because that could have been, my narrative could have been different if that would have, my parents would have shunned me and didn't love me anymore or anything, you know, I just like that, that makes the, the big, big difference. Um, how you are received by the people you love. So because the people who love me most in the world accept me, I feel like I can shout it from the top of the mountains. I don't care. I don't really care who else doesn't accept me because the people who love me the most in the world do. That's great. That's great. You have an amazing foundation. And I think you're right. Where you start from definitely influences how you deal with things in your life. It's not to say that you can't deal with it if you don't have that. It does just make the road a little more bumpy. It makes it easy. Yeah, it just makes it easier. Like when people don't, so and it's two different areas. When people believe in you, you can become like your best. And then sometimes when people don't believe in you, you can become your best because both of those things can push you, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. I do think my parents believing in me and just, you know, like I said, they don't understand the craft and plan stuff either, but they're like, yeah, Robin's into that stuff and he loves it. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's funny. They just accept you and that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I just, I don't know, all my different facets, like 
like I said, at work, I have to be Robin. You know, I have to be empathetic, compassionate, supportive. I have to be very emotionally strong. I am by nature a very emotional person, but in my in my work, you have to be strong. You know, you can't fall apart when they fall apart. Um, but I can fall apart in my own private moments. One of the ways I emotionally is I just create, I just make stuff. Like I said, um, when I first started doing Plan With Me, I was like, this is so hard for me because planning is such an outlet for me and crafting. I just sit down here at this desk and I just, and I never used to turn on the camera, but now I'm like, wow, like you were building like a brand, you got to turn on the camera because that's like a thing and this community people want to see what you're doing. <laughs> so I've, I've had to get used to that because I use it very much for my own therapy. I do. Yeah. What would you, how would you suggest someone else who may be battling with whatever they may be battling with use their planners or just their creativity to help stay positive? The biggest thing and probably the thing I'm most passionate about and my most used planner is my journal. Um, I think journaling your feelings and your emotions is so, so, so powerful. It's the one way where you can tell the absolute truth and not be judged. No one has to read it unless you want them to. Um, you can read it back to yourself in a year from now to see your emotional growth. And it's just a way to, our minds get so cluttered. People come to me sometimes, nothing severely wrong, but they just, they're so overwhelmed and stressed, you know? So I believe that journaling, um, tracking your moods, I'm an advocate for mood tracking. I try to make it fun, but it's really for me to kind of see where I'm at. And if I'm having too many moody days or too many sad days, I know I need to do something. Maybe I need some fun. Maybe we need a date night. Maybe we need to go and get a workout in. You know what I mean? So I think mood tracking and journaling, I would say, are two ways. But there are so many ways to, to use your planners for wellness. But those are two, if you're really consistent with it. I think people say, wow, this is my life. You know, I started journaling and just like, I feel better, you know? Yeah, same. I was just having that conversation with someone who asked, um, um, you know, about journaling and I'm doing memory planning now and memory planning is also great because it, it for me, number one, I take a hundred thousand pictures of my son. So I need to like find something to do with these. <laughs> and so that's really fun. And then documenting, I just recently did something for his father for Father's Day where I put up all these different pictures of just them two, that he was like, I didn't even realize you had these in your phone. And he, his face, when he saw those pictures of just them, not all three of us, even though I have a bunch of those too, but just you and your son, you know, and that made him. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to make sure to keep, you know, memory planning. And I've journaled, I've been a journaler since middle school. You know, when you have a little lock for you. <laughs> Yes, Lisa Frank, because Lisa Frank was my girl, okay? I also, um, one of the biggest things I did was I kept a journal. What changed for me was in college, I studied abroad in France. I was away from home for six months, and I kept a journal from right before I left all the way up through my entire time in France because a lot of times my friends and family were asleep, and so I couldn't always talk to them when I would be done with stuff or I'd be asleep and they'd be trying to talk to me. So I was missing people a lot. So I started writing letters and I started writing journaling. And it's one of the most consistent times I've journaled. Like I journal all through college, all through high school and stuff, but it wasn't really super consistent. That was one of the most consistent. I'm talking every other day, journaling every night, that kind of thing. And it was so amazing to see the growth. I said, oh, this is, this is happening. Like, and so ever since then, I've tried to be as consistent as possible. And getting that together and making sure that I do it. It's also helped um, with me having my son. I journal pretty much every other day or at least try to do once a week um, since he was born. Because I want to be able to to look through that process and, and also have all these pictures. And so journaling next to the pictures. And he'll be able to look at that and see what his life was like, you know. So it helps. Right. And that's what I love about it. I'm like, it's legacy. It's legacy. Like, we'll be gone one day and your children or your great grands can look through and find all these you know journals and pages and oh my god you know this is how she felt about me so all of that I just think is important we don't even realize in the moment we're creating all these things and 
we're writing and we're documenting, but someone is going to have these things to hold on to. So it's bigger than we even think sometimes. Yep. Same. Well, I, um, I just want to thank you for taking some time to chat with me today. This has been an amazing conversation. Like, thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. I know it's just a, a planner, um, a plan. I know it's just like a planner podcast, but I, I imagine this being a lot more than that. So I am definitely happy when people accept and are open and talking to me because you just never know how your story might change someone else's life. And that's, that's my goal. You know, that's true. Yes. And I'm super proud of you. I salute you. I think this is amazing. I'm glad we found each other in the planet community and I see it keep manifesting. I see it being a big, huge thing. That's it for this week's episode of the plan on purpose podcast. I just want to thank Robin for, you know, being herself and for sharing so much of her story with us. I'm super excited and happy for her because I know by the time she hears this, she's going to be on her way down the aisle. So I'm rooting for you, girl. If you want to catch a glimpse of Miss Crafty Planner Queen herself and all her collage spread goodness, head on over to Instagram at craftyplanner underscore queen and check out all of the amazing things that she posts over there. Check the show notes so you can get access to not just her Instagram, but also her Etsy shop where she is selling some beautiful things that will make you love your planner even more. We chatted a little bit about this last week and I told you all that I was going to be reading just a couple of reviews from some of my listeners because I appreciate you all for taking some time to listen to all the things I have to say. So the Marvelous Beauty over on Instagram told me that my last episode spoke to her whole soul, especially the emphasis on praise, grace, and rest. Through all of this, she hasn't been able to give herself any of the three. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you, Marvelous Beauty. I absolutely appreciate your thoughts and thanks for sharing that. If you want the chance to get your review read on one of my podcast episodes, go ahead and drop me a review on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts. I'm on Spotify. Check the link and just go ahead and let me know what you think. Also, you can hit me up on Instagram as well. I love to hear what you all have to say. And again, I appreciate you for listening. Because don't forget, I'm here to talk if you're here to listen. <laughs>